We're live. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Ashton Gustafson. Welcome back to Good, True, and Beautiful Podcast. Today we have a special guest. Um, I've studied her work for many years. <laughs> I've studied her work for about, mm, how many years? 16, 17, 17 yeah. years. Uh been an avid studier, no longer an amateur, kind of a, kind of a expert, uh, on her work. And, um, maybe more of an expert than I am. Maybe. <laughs> uh, true. Uh, her name is Bryn Elizabeth Gustafson. She was Bryn Murphy back in the day. Still is Bryn Murphy in my cell phone. Ah, uh, my lovely bride is joining us today. You're in for a treat. This is, uh, we don't know where this is going. We're shooting from the hip. And for at least a year, I've been saying she needs to come on the show. And we've been doing laundry and dishes <laughs> and traveling and putting on events. And we just haven't been able to make it happen. But um, raising daughters. That raising too. daughters. Raising daughters. Bryn, when you introduce yourself and your work in the world, where do you begin? Oh, I've heard you ask this question so many times. I'm never thinking how I would answer it. Um, my work in the world. I would say that I am a wife and a mom and a friend and a daughter and a sister. And... Um, that I happen to be a very organized person. And um, just recently I've gotten to do that for a semi-job role. Um, the name of that movement? The, the Art of Neat. The Art of Neat. Um, I get to go in and help people simplify and organize and create a peaceful environment in their home. And that has been a true gift. It is my... The fleshing out of my Enneagram 2 one-wingness. Um, so I had cleaned and organized everything in my own home. So I had to get to a point where you I condoed You condoed the you-know-what out of this place. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. There was nothing left to get rid of or throw away. So yes. I had to go to other people's houses to do yes. it. Yes, yes, yeah. And it is a great joy. Yeah. Okay, well, welcome. Welcome Did to the cast. Did I answer that question okay? Yeah. Um... So I've got some notes here, and there's no telling where, where we're wanting, where we are going to go. But I've, uh, I've sensed there's a unique season that we are in, and not only have I sensed it in my own life and in your life and in our life as a couple, but I've also sensed it in other relationships that we are friends with, we are near. And like this, you know, we call it the middle passageway. The middle, mm -hmm. this middle season is funky for some folks. Yeah. And uh, I really think it's because we don't know what to do with change. Mm -hmm. And that we don't know how to call it a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. So it becomes an unhealthy thing. We... Uh, yeah, and so I, I thought just kind of discussing our journey would maybe be helpful helpful for some people. Yeah, and it, I mean, it makes me think back to even last night when we saw the new Mr. Rogers film with Tom Hanks, and there's a scene where he talks about approaching death, and I think that death is part of this middle passage hmm. that we are have not been able to understand, and for some of us, it's been the first time we've experienced it. And so when he says, as they're approaching, walking through death, there's a line where he says, death, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. Yeah, that's a good word. And so I think it's like as we enter in all these new parts of change and we can embrace it as if it's mentionable, it's manageable mm -hmm. and become less afraid, mm -hmm. um, this middle, all the things of change we deal with in this middle passage will just be more manageable. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that this change is connected to, like we've now been out of school for a while, we got the job, we got married, we got family, we did everything you know that they yeah. were like, go do, and now you're here, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I'm, 
I think there's something stirring in me that's more than just a mom, mm-hmm. more than just a business owner. Mm-hmm. More, and I don't know if we've been given the tools of how to take those labels off and really discover the true self, which I think is the journey that you and I have been on. Yeah. You want to speak to that? Um, yeah, and I think it's that we didn't, it wasn't that pain and sorrow and suffering weren't necessarily there in those years, um, but they weren't in the same way that they might be now. And so there, those years were purposeful for what they were meant for, and so are these. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember speaking to my counselor earlier last year and saying, after losing three grandparents in two years, I just, I don't know why this feels so hard. And she was like, well, you've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I just don't remember being this afraid or anxious about certain things in my past. Like, I've never been an anxious person. And she was like, well, that's before this kind of trauma entered the scene. And so it's not that, like, we weren't aware or we were just in this, like, place as a college student or as a young married where we just didn't care about things. It's Mm -hmm. just that we didn't have to deal with the same level of change Mm -hmm. that we are now in this middle passage with sickness and illness and parents and grandparents and all those sorts of change. We're figuring out what to do with it. So there's that change. There's that external change in life. The characters and the contents Mm -hmm. of our story are changing. But Mm -hmm. I I really think it's this interior change that's the, we we don't know what to do. It's like the mirror, right? You turn 35 and here's the mirror. And you can either choose to look in the mirror and say, that's working. That's not working. Or you can choose to not look in the mirror. And I think we don't know how to, in a healthy way, look in the mirror and honor what's working. Yeah. Like stuff works and that's great and we honor that and we rejoice in it. But then like some stuff doesn't work like it used to. Right. You know? And I think it's that as we're walking into this middle passage, it's are we being transformed by our pain or yeah. are we transmitting it? So I think that yeah. external the characters in the story change that we're having to go through that pain <clears> is what's <throat> allowing us to either what are we going to do with that pain? Are we going to transmit it or are we going to be transformed by it? And so I think that the work I have done and am doing is leaning into how can I be transformed by this new, strange, awkward, uncomfortable pain. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the work. Mm. So the work hit me seven years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I have a note here that it, it, there's just a line that I wrote that was honoring the pace of the change. Mm-hmm. My work was five years. And I didn't talk about it much, mm-hmm. but it was happening. Your recent transformation that's probably was initiated two to three years ago. You can just take a line and be like, oh, that's great. It's true. And now I put it to work and I've forgotten the old way. For me, I have to like stir it. Like I'm making this soup of transformation. Whereas you're like, beep, the popcorn's ready. (laughs) I don't think like that anymore. I'm no longer an anxious presence in the world. Whereas, so let's just talk through that. Because I think I'm seeing something in couples that they don't know how to handle different paces of change. Yeah, it's good. That... I I have a totally different way of processing letting go of these attachments, mm-hmm. identities, lies. Um, it's different for me than it is for you. I don't want to talk about me, but I would like to hear your experience mm-hmm. of watching what happened to me seven years ago. Yeah. Um, I love that we're getting to talk about this because your perspective is different from mine in a beautiful way. Um, And when I watched you start going through the transformation, it was still from an outsider perspective, even though I was the nearest one to you and in our home, I still was 
curious about what you were learning and but but from the back seat I was mm-hmm. not riding shotgun with you um I was just okay watching um and I was reaping the benefits of it even if that meant you needed some more quiet and you needed um me and the girls to give you some more space I was okay with that because I knew that it was producing and creating this really healthy new version of you um, and I always tell people when you talk about your total burnout and your workaholic and your all those things, I never felt for me or the girls that you neglected us or didn't mm-hmm. care for us or always put your work before us. It never felt that way to me. Mm-hmm. Your intention um, and your care for us remained constant. Yes, you worked on the weekends, and yes, you had to be on the phone on some evenings, and yes, sometimes we had to go make our Waco Baylor trips without you, Um, but that was okay, because I knew that you were working to provide the absolute best for us. Mm -hmm. I know now that we get you over anything you can give us, and that's better, but then I just, I've trusted you from the beginning, And so um, I trusted you even in the process of it meaning you worked a lot. Yeah. Um, So I think that is a really, I don't know if that was just like protection over our hearts and minds of us not feeling neglected, but I truly look back on seven, eight years ago and you going through a transformation and not feeling, I was a little bit surprised by, oh, I didn't know you felt this way. I felt you were awfully present. Mm-hmm. I can absolutely see the difference now mm-hmm. um, following the breadcrumbs back. Yeah, when you suffer from thinking man syndrome. Yeah. You do, and, and you're a archetypal Enneagram 3. You can, you can be whatever the room needs you to be. But there's... There's a lot of narrative between the years yeah. that's going on. And I think that's why you're making transformation soup and I'm just picking up a spoon and eating it is because... Pudding. You're eating transformation pudding. pudding. <laughs> and just snack pack. Is because um, I we're just made different. Mm-hmm. And um, Let's that talk was... about that word different and honoring difference. Yeah. Um, and letting go of the word wrong. Ooh. And bad. Oh, so. And right. Yeah. And either and or. Oh, yeah. Um, it's painful. It makes me cringe because um, that's been majority of the work I've had to do. Yeah. Um, I was born with a very black and white thinking. <clears throat> and um, that only got me so far. And then I married this very gray, hazy, loves a cloudy, rainy day guy, and I only like sunshine or snow, can't be anywhere in between. Um, and I learned, I learned a lot about the both and by watching you be transformed. Mm. Um, and again, I trusted the process of your transformation as I worked my way from the back seat of the car to riding shotgun with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at times I, I felt like I didn't understand, but I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and still don't. No. At times. Absolutely not. No. And being okay with yes. like, I, yeah, we actually don't see that topic. The same. The same. Yeah. And high-fiving while we say that. Yeah. Um, and I think our fierce friendship, apart from our, like, just relational marital spousal like we have this our long dating career into our marriage has given us this deep rooted friendship and I think it's maybe sometimes easier to fight with if it's just a you know whatever certain type of relationship but I feel Mm -hmm. like our marriage is so multifaceted that it's allowed me to see the things that you are learning and experiencing um, as a friend and not just as your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, again, it, I think it just keeps going back to that I've trusted you and that I know that you're grounded 
And so even though I didn't understand, I still, every night when you would be reading next to me and I would be zoned out in Instagram or Netflix or something else, and um, I wouldn't necessarily feel shame, um, but, and I maybe could have, but I just, I would allow you to read to me what you were learning or Mm -hmm. I would put my phone down or pause whatever I was watching and you would say, I have to share this with you. Um, And you didn't have to do that either. Mm -hmm. I think of like, you could have just been driving a different car on a different path Mm -hmm. and I could have been driving my own car. Mm -hmm. You allowed me to ride in the back and learn what you were learning in your own process until I could get up there with you Mm -hmm. never rushing me never making me feel ashamed never making me feel like I didn't know or wasn't good enough or um and again the pace of change was different Mm -hmm. and I think it's important for the listeners to hear right now like the stuff we're talking about is just like the way you see the world yeah uh uncovering a new way uncovering the way reality actually works like they're they're probably like what was he reading you know (laughs) it wasn't 50 shades of gray um but i i I, and so we kind of didn't know what we were doing when this happened and and i and i would remember there was a good two-year run where i'm uncovering new voices finding wisdom that i never read before and being kind of like yeah, she doesn't really care about this in the way I do. But I was okay with that because you would listen. And I think the metaphor of front seat, back seat is is a proper metaphor because um, we're all driving our own cars. Yeah. And simultaneously, we're driving a couple car. We're driving a family car. Like, yeah. Yeah. There are three different sets of driving going on here, and how how do you how do you maintain a path that you know is healthy and good and true and beautiful? And we've landed on the fruits of the spirit. I mean, we say this all all of the time. I mean, I've I don't think there is a more grounded place that I've arrived in your pursuit of change, if it is not leading you to more love and more peace and more patience and more Mm -hmm. kindness and more goodness, more faithfulness, more self-control, then I'm not sure you should trust it. And what a lot of people I'm noticing are experiencing in their change is shame, blame, guilt. Well, I need to change now. I'm transforming now because of what you did to me or what you haven't done for me. You know, a lot of couples, is they get into these deals and they don't know they're doing it, but they got married to try to fix each other yeah. rather than enjoy each other, yeah. um, rather make each other a better version of themselves. So I speak on um, well, and I was watching gonna... someone on a winding path, but getting real clear on, hey, I'm, I'm with you, I'm for you, I'm behind you. Because this is what I'm seeing come from, I may not understand it, but there's a little more love spilling out of you, yeah. a little more peace, a little more patience. And that's what I, why I keep going back to that word trust is because there was, I didn't need to know everything about what you were learning because I trusted that what I was seeing and receiving and getting back from what you were learning was good, true, and beautiful. Hmm. And I think about like going on a girl's trip and I was like, I want to take a book. And I love this about like vacation is we're like, we don't read in real life, but let's take a book on vacation because maybe we'll read. Um, But as a mom of young daughters at the time, I thought it was a great opportunity to read is a girl's trip. And so you handed me Parker J. Palmer's Let Your Life Speak. And it was so perfect because you didn't tell me, hey, here's a tiny book with just a few pages. But you knew that, like, I, you couldn't have handed me the Alexander Hamilton biography that yep. you had read because I would have been so overwhelmed and I wouldn't have read it. Yep. Um, and I remember reading the whole book on that trip, devouring every word, understanding most of it, not all of it, um, 
and I got through it and I had this like sense of accomplishment that I took a book, I read the whole thing and then I enjoyed it. And so as somebody that wasn't a natural reader or learner, you like handed me, you waited patiently and you handed me what would be beneficial that I could be proud of learning and reading. You didn't like start me on this mountain or push me off the ledge. You just started me on what I could handle. And I'll never forget you handing me lovable by Kelly Flanagan and saying, okay, you have to read this book. And I was like, okay, he's read a lot of books and he's never said, I have to read this book. Maybe four. Yeah, maybe four. Million miles, thousand years. Let your life speak. Yep. Lovable. And the art possibility. Yeah. And I've read all of them. Yeah. Um, But, and so the more you put in front of me. Tidbits. Yes. Not a fire hydrant. No. This is a good note. <laughs> Let's hone in on this. People, if a, a you are learning, fountain, if you are hydrant. seeing something new in the world, if you are having ahas and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't know this. I can't believe I haven't operated like this. Um, small. And I Don't go screaming. And I can't imagine for how long you must have felt, oh, I know that she would be deeply moved and changed and impacted by these words. And you waited patiently because I at times will read things still and be like, oh, if this person could just read this, mm-hmm. it would so help them or it would change the way they see things or it would renew their perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I can't imagine for how many years you tenderly, graciously extended that space and pace of change for me. Yeah. Well, you, you're a little more content than I am, naturally. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Like, I, you, don't, you don't really need a new idea. No. I like... You have all I the vices discover, and I have no vices. <laughs> I want to discover the Pacific Ocean and then I want to go discover the Indian Ocean. And then I want to go to the Atlantic Ocean. Um, yeah, and I could go to and the same ocean and the yeah. same mile of beach for the rest of my life yeah. and be happy. And there's light and dark. Yeah, absolutely. To, to both of those. But, Which is why it's so beautiful that yeah. I don't just get one way. I get two with you. <clears throat> okay, we've, we've talked too much about me here. We're coming back to you. No. So your... Um, and I, and there's, there's... I just... Studying enough of Roar... You, you you almost don't even have the software to have this conversation pre-30 years old. Mm-hmm. Unless great love or great suffering has, yeah. has happened. Um, you now have entered the seeking season, the mm-hmm. question season. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I'm not so much interested in the answers anymore. I, I'm, I'm more interested in asking beautiful questions. Uh I think we've all noticed this work that you've done that has led you to become filled with more of the fruits of the Spirit. They're pouring out of your life, becoming a less anxious presence in the world, more joy. Um, what? How would you describe this new realm of being in the world? And then, And then I also want to ask, what are some of these tools that are helping yeah. engage this transformation? Um, I feel like that's such a so you're leaving giant black and white ro- black and white yeah. worlds. Yeah. You're leaving the either or. You are um, beautifully aggressive. Yeah, that's your natural. <laughs> such a nice word for yeah. me when an two goes to an yeah. eight and stress. <laughs> like who's the hot chick? tackling the quarterback that's a great that's a great way to describe you but you're learning that some of that maybe hasn't served you yeah absolutely and in learning that you i've noticed new new freedom yeah like even yesterday you threw two events Mm -hmm. one at our house you cleaned the entire house you threw the event 
you had the meal catered. Then we threw an event for 200 people at a movie theater. And I think one of your statements along the lines was like, I, I was pretty chill. I didn't, yeah. buy, I didn't buy my PR today. Yeah. Um, and that to me is the biggest win over if I can do what I'm, if I'm going to do something altruistically, I want to do it well. Flow, with, not force. Yeah. With, without the stress and the anxiousness and the fighting everybody and the yelling at everybody, then it just literally takes all the joy away. Um, and so I think for me to be at the end of the night running from thing to thing from morning until night and go, I, I carried a lot and I did a lot and I did it with joy and not stress mm-hmm. was a huge win for me. And I think that that's part of the work that it's taken for me to get here. Um, I think just what I've experienced in this growth is one of the most important things my counselor told me, and it was one of the most painful things she told me, is I remember asking her about my the way I see the world in black and white. And I said, you know, part of my job is when I come in and I'm here to professionally organize someone and they're asking me, okay, I've got all these problems. At your, I'm hiring you to fix it. I can see, I can see the problem. I can see it a way to make it right. And I know how to make it right. And so Mm -hmm. I get to do it. The problem is, is when I take that world outside of my business world where somebody's hired me to come in and tell them that. Mm -hmm. And I start to do that with a friend or a sister or a loved one. And I was telling my counselor a story of my best friend in the whole world of me making her feel less than without meaning to. I saw something away that I thought could I could help her and make it better and unintentionally I hurt my friend and I was coming to my counselor saying I want to I want to make this right but more than that I want to never do this again. Like what is it in me that sees this and then wants to fix it or change it and she was like, "Oh, well it's just your ego and um, you thinking that you know everything and um, knowing what others need before they yeah and I was like more than they know oh okay and I remember just kind of like slumping back and being like why did I ask my therapist yeah, that don't question ask, don't ask therapist <laughs> questions you don't want the answer to um, and then I just remember tears streaming down my face and thinking you're right that's exactly what it is and now I know mm-hmm. that it's my ego and I now have that like brutal awareness. And so now change gets to happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think where you make soup, I'm eating the snack pack pudding is I truly just need somebody to open my eyes and tell me mm-hmm. and I can walk through. Mm-hmm. And I will, I will work and I will surrender what I need to, to walk through because I believe and trust that it will be worth it. Um, and so I'm, I'm seeing now in all different aspects of my life and my interactions with other people, I can see my ego Mm -hmm. and then I can surrender and then I can see them Mm -hmm. instead. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's been one of the most transformational parts of me in being a friend and being a sister and being a wife and being a mom. I mean, ugh, could make me weep just thinking about when I, with our oldest story, who's more of a perfectionist, um, when I can see her instead of the problem or the thing I think I can fix or when it's tied to what it makes me look like as a mom. Mm-hmm. Instead, like when I can surrender my own ego mm-hmm. and just see her, um, I'm able to love her so much greater. Um, and when I can see Sterling and her being so different from me um, and see her instead of my ego and anything I could want her to do or try, um, it allows me to see and love her for who she is. Yeah. Woo! Let's get it going in here. Sorry, guys. 
Um, Didn't know that was coming. So we have some mantras. Oh, we have so many mantras. One of them's no one's watching. Mm. How's that one? How's that one fitting? On you know? These days. Is that one fitting all right? This one's fitting all right because <laughs> I have removed the eyes from watching. Um, ah, yeah. So I have a note here. Brinstagram <laughs> no longer exists. So you you had a healthy uh, Instagram following. Yeah. It's a beautiful place and space for you. People enjoyed seeing your life, our lives. And one day you hit the sign out button. Yeah. Um, I, for Lent last year, I took a hiatus and it was beautiful and I learned a lot. Um, and I returned and I returned differently. Um, and I acted and, um, used it differently than I did before I had left it for a few months. Um, and then this last time, um, and it is, it was such a beautiful space and place for me to share and inspire and encourage it was always my hope every time I posted or shared anything. Um, but this last time I signed out um, due to another thing that I've learned about myself in this transformation is that the empathy, the way that I am wired, is beautiful and also dangerous. Um, I can over-empathize and that can make me overly anxious and I can deal a lot with what Brene Brown calls the foreboding joy and I can say well if that's happening to somebody else's life then it could absolutely happen to mine and then I go through all the dress rehearse of the tragedy um, and so much wasted time and space on fear and seeing what other people are going through and so um, even this week I was told by a sweet friend um I was at a baby shower and I was hearing this beautiful story of this new adopted child um, asking questions and then I it led to another conversation of a friend there talking about her story and she had just kind of mentioned something about her daughter's story that I'd never heard and so when I walked her out to the car she ended up telling me I asked her I said would you tell me your daughter's story um, and she told me just this beautiful incredible story of what they had gone through with their daughter that I would never have known had I not asked the question and I just stood there in the driveway weeping hearing this story and then I walked back in and everybody was like where where did you go we thought you left and then they all joked because the kitchen was way too messy for me to have actually left the shower oh, yeah. yeah I'm way too predictable they're like Bryn did not leave because the kitchen's a mess and not everything's cleaned up um and I was telling them, I was like, I'm so sorry. I just asked her to tell me the daughter's story, and she told me. And um, there was another girl, a sweet friend, at the shower, and she said, um, we're so grateful that you ask us and you come into our places of pain and story. Um, and she goes, you did that for me with my daughter when she was born, and we were in a scary place. And... It was like you had experienced this exact thing with us and you never had. But that mm. empathy and compassion, it just oozes out of you. So I'm finding that to love that about what God has given and done in me um, and how to use it and protect it as well. Mm -hmm. And so part of me with Instagram is even though it's a space of beauty, it also became a place of story. And in those stories, I was diving in and I was, um, I was going there with people with all the empathy and compassion I had, and it was not serving me or them. And so it truly was one night that I just, I had taken too much of one story and praying for this person and picturing my girls in the same place. And I just said, no more. I have to sign out, and um, I have my own girls right in front of me mm -hmm. that need me. Mm -hmm. um, and so in removing, when you say, you know, no one's watching, I by signing out, um, I turned off the eyes of everyone that I thought was watching. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, I call it my affirmation detox. Less um, likes. 
that you know of. Yeah, less likes, less comments, less high fives, less I'm proud Which of you. Which is a whole thing in, in women's world. Dudes, we don't have, we send each other like whiskey pics and like <laughs> racks of ribs and brisket on, that's my Instagram sharing. Yeah. Girls, a different economy. It is. It's, it can yeah, get female a little just convoluted. Yes. Um, and I never felt even the space of Instagram, I never felt like the sense of competition or all those things. That's not really how I'm wired. Um, but I, that definitely, that economy world does happen on social media. So in my affirmation detox, I had to go back to what I've been learning about my enoughness. And I think for the Enneagram 2, our greatest need is to be loved. And um, those likes and those comments were contributing to my <clears throat> I am loved. Mm -hmm. And so who am I? without those and not that I mean to think that it was adding so much to my life that I was unaware of mm -hmm. um my girls wanting me you know to lay with them and play with them and kiss them and they tell me they love me all the time and you and all the other people in my actual world that I know deeply love me mm -hmm. and to discover that wasn't enough all along and God's deep love wasn't enough all along that I was truly still relying on so many of these voices of people that I don't even know. Mm -hmm. um, and so it has been a powerful journey even just since August of being away from that part of affirmation, that part of the all the creative things I do and all the ways that I love my friends and my neighbors and all the things I make or bake for people. Um, I, I now can do it altruistically. I can do it out of the genuine kindness, goodness of my heart and why I've always done it, but I do it without sharing it with anybody other than the person I'm giving it to. Yeah. And before there was something about, yes, I'm doing it for that person, but I'm Got a little street cred. I'm inspiring and encouraging everybody else to do it, and I'm letting them into my world, and yes, the street cred. Um, so now it truly is for a smaller, narrower audience, um, and so much more meaningful. Simple and quiet. Yeah. Another one of our Another mantras. Another one of our mantras, yep. Um, so you've actually unplugging has actually allowed you to plug back into this big love yes. that we talk about. Yeah. And, and a so much deeper, more electric way. That what would be thought of as normal, mundane, ordinary mm. actually becomes the juice, yeah. the electricity, leaves falling, wind across your face reading a book and eating a turkey sandwich, which is, doesn't, it's never in a magazine, but uh, like the, in that moment you can be present enough to be like, and this is perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think about <clears throat> all, all the world changers before social media existed. Like I think about mother Teresa doing her work in Calcutta with no one knowing I think about St. Teresa of Lisieux and her little way and with no one knowing, like the greatest leaders, world changers that have gone before us, no one knew the little things they were doing. Fred Rogers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Until years later, we're hearing stories retold. Um, and it didn't have to be tweeted or posted or shared in that way. Yeah. Reno Gustafson, Pat Murphy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So many. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, even my <clears throat> workshop that I taught yesterday on just intentionally and tangibly doing something with our iPhone photos, our professional photos we always have taken. We send this Christmas card and then we do nothing with this huge investment listening to this. that we've made. <laughs> Um, but I was giving everybody the picture of, Hey, and when you take video, take it 
horizontally, please. Because we've gotten to a rhythm. Have you ever walked into a living room and seen a flat screen turned <laughs> on its side? Exactly. And you've never seen that. So we've gotten into this rhythm because of Instagram, of doing these Insta stories where it's vertical. And we've cut out so much of the frame. We've yeah. cut out so much of the good stuff. And so as you turn your You know, camera, a two goes to four in strength. <laughs> Really? Yes, you like metaphors more than you know you should. Well, I live with the master of metaphor. Yes. He's <laughs> so no metaphorical, choice. he doesn't even know what he is <laughs> or what he's up to. Um, but as you as they're turning their camera and they're documenting their lives or their children's laughter or whatever they're documenting as their phone is turned. Missing it. They're missing it. Yeah. So much of the good stuff. Yeah. That's maybe maybe that's the name of this interview. You're missing the good stuff. Oh. Um. Hmm. Honor the change. Allow the change. Welcome the change. So we've talked individually. What about like us as a couple? Man, I'd say our first. Enneagram retreat was powerful mm -hmm. where we could see our, I love Rebecca Lyons always says, your passion is where your giftings and your burdens collide. <clears throat> and I think for us, it was like, okay, we've learned something really, really helpful about how to be more aware of ourselves and how we were made and how we operate in the world and this tool of the Enneagram. Okay, so my my burden is that I want everybody else to know about it because it's gonna be helpful for everybody else where you're more tended to be like, okay, I'm just gonna focus and hone in and do this myself. And so we got to like bring our, our passion and our burden into this calling of doing it together. Like something we had both learned together that we could share and you could, we brought in Chris Hewart's and we welcomed everybody into our home, which is the greatest joy for me is hospitality and we could serve good food and a beautiful presentation with really helpful information, meet people that were strangers on day one and dear friends on when they left and we could do it together mm -hmm. and our giftings are different and they fit perfectly like a puzzle and an element like that and so I think it was we left that weekend and we were like this was really good mm -hmm. and we want to do more of this um, and it was that pace of change that we couldn't have done that until I had like learned enough and gotten on board enough and once I had it was off to the races yeah yeah Different and together. Yeah. Those are two words that I think you have to hone on to in this season of life. Like you have to let go that this person you've been entrusted is going to be just like you. But you, you also have to hold on to the fact that what is different can actually be a great doorway for you. Because there's so much that you see that I, I don't see. Mm -hmm. That... Let's me go, oh, maybe I should think about that. And it's the gift we give each other and the gift we give our kids. Because we're, even in everything I'm learning right now about <clears throat> child brain development by Dan Siegel, I'm devouring all of it. And I'm so grateful that we have each other's perspectives as we're raising these daughters to say, I see that in them or... I see this. We have so much more to give them because we're giving them something different, but we're giving it to them together. So you're a reader now. Oh, when you get off all social media. You're like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> I guess uh, there's a stack of books I may need to get into. And I'll never forget looking at you the other night and being like, oh my gosh, the more I read, the more I realize I don't know. Yeah. And you were like, exactly. But I had to get there on my own. Yep. And what I'm reading is different from what you're reading. Like, I am 
still in the throes and this still the very most important thing that I am doing every day is raising these girls. And so I'm reading How to Raise Worry-Free Girls and I'm reading The Yes Brain by Dan Siegel and I'm reading everything I can get my hands on on how to do this parent thing well. I, I know that I'm not going to do it perfectly and I know that I'm going to fail and I have and I'm going to continue to. But if I can be more equipped to do it well, Mm-hmm. Then I want to be mm-hmm. and shame on me for not doing it before I've done it now. And especially as story, my oldest, I feel like I've with Sterling, I've raised a six year old daughter, even though they were different. But as story enters every new season, I've never experienced it before. Mm-hmm. I've never raised an eight year old daughter who I sprayed and wet her hair this morning. Not good. Because she likes it to be not, combed not, flat. Not good. Not good. <laughs> was not a good morning. And I thought I was being helpful. But when I sat with her in the closet and I said, why, why are you so sad that I wet your hair? And she said, because there's a little girl in my class. And when she comes into class with her hair wet in the morning, everyone asks her why her hair is wet. Hmm. And so what I had to uncover, and mm-hmm. Dan Siegel talks about in the pushing and cushion we have to do with our kids, is get to the root of what's happening. Thing underneath the thing. If you, if you can continue to push them, if you know they're going to be okay, and it's not this big emotional deal, and sometimes our kids need pushing and sometimes they need cushion. And in that moment, I was like, okay, she doesn't want to get made fun of. Mm-hmm. She's afraid of what people are going to say. This is my, this is new for me about story. This is someone who hasn't cared or hasn't, she's been. Blissf- then we all recall our childhood. Right. But she's been blissfully unaware yeah. in some ways. And now this loss of innocence is, I have to be more intentional about things I do because I don't face the same ramifications because she walks into the classroom by herself, not with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't, and I've learned now to sit with her in the closet and ask the question instead of just say, I'm sorry I sprayed your hair. Get mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. And I, that took more of myself. Yeah. And I think what I'm learning is the more I was giving myself to other people, whether it be scrolling on my phone or phone calls, or wanting somebody's attention and love so badly that I was trying to find it in a million different friends, the more I have saved room in my bucket, the more I have to sit with her in the closet. Mm -hmm. When my bucket was overflowing all the time, everything would send me over the edge. And so I just have to intentionally, every day, save space. Yeah, you kind of learn that um, it all doesn't go as planned. Mm-mm. That you kind of have to make room for the challenges, the strife, the imperfection. Yeah. And then you also you hit a spot where you're like, "Oh, this is how it works." It I've I've actually been in 2019 for about 300 and something days, and not one of them was perfect. Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, reflecting on my entire year, there was something every day that was a little frustrating. Um, and then they become your teachers, mm-hmm. you know. My greatest teachers. Um, and my greatest mirrors. Yeah. They can show me my ego and my pride and my self-righteousness more than anyone on this earth. Yeah. And they'll call it out of me because they're unashamed to do so. But you've walked this middle passage. Um, you'll continue to walk this middle passage. Yeah. You got to keep going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The work continues. You, you have to keep going. You have to be honest. Mm-hmm. You do have to look in that mirror and... I forget who set coined the phrase, like, who you aren't isn't interesting. You know, like, I'm not enough of this, or I'm not that, or I haven't built the company big enough, or I'm not 
Like, you you really just ground yourself in who you are, the little flower, mm-hmm. St. Therese. Um, and I think that, going back to the different, but together, I think one of the most, I was telling somebody this the other day, to me, in our 12 years of marriage, 17 years together, the most intimacy I've ever experienced with you was this year when I felt like every wall was down and there were different opportunities throughout this year that we could physically hold each other when we were afraid mm-hmm. and that we were vulnerable enough and honest enough with each other to say, I am scared. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified and I don't know why. This is my irrational, crazy fear that I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think for us, for couples to be so raw and honest with one another builds deeper intimacy than you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. That's what it's done for us. Yeah, I'm not great at saying help mm-hmm. or I'm afraid or whatever. I'm, I'm not great at saying any of that. Um, and I think like when a friend was here and she's a counselor and she was talking about dealing with her clients throughout the weekend when she was here and then she heard story say, um, yeah, my teacher mentioned something about boys whining. They're whining like the girls. And she brought up the point to story of, well, do boys, do, do boys cry? Do, is it okay for boys to be afraid? Is it okay? And so there's this like thing about the male persona talking about like the different economies of like you were kind of made to not be able to feel as Mm -hmm. vulnerable and afraid and scared. It was okay for females to feel that way. Put your helmet and pads on. Yeah. And so I think part of this is just discovering you're human. Yeah. Humans feel. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And ask those questions. Like, I I think, wouldn't you say that there's been moments where you just know something's not right with the other one? Mm -hmm. But in your 20s, you're kind of like, yeah, she'll get over it. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, hey, uh, you all right over there? (laughs) And, and 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 then I go, you ask it to me, and I'm like, I'm actually not okay right now. And uh, I don't have an explanation for that, yeah. but like, you need to take the reins today. Yeah. And uh, that's the that's the moving from me to mm-hmm. we, yeah. as Dan Siegel says. Um, and you, we feel so much more known and loved. I think we're, you know, just all of Brene's Brown's work on vulnerability and shame, like it just truly keeps us, that shame keeps us from this intense, beautiful vulnerability. Mm-hmm. All the all the dishonesty, or even if it was just not sharing, it didn't even necessarily mean it was dishonest. All it did was keep us from beautiful intimacy and vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. And now that you can look at me and say, hey, are you anxious right now? And I'm like, yeah. I feel so known and loved because I just entered into that place of anxiousness and I can leave it quicker now because you know that and I can share that with you and we can speak it and then be done. Mm-hmm. But it isn't a fixing of it. No, it's a, an awareness. And, and I may be used to be like, well, Bryn, right. if you turn the knob down on that and you'd go move that and then you'd stop thinking about that and you'd quit talking to them, then all that would go away. Yeah. Rather, where there is now, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I got it. I got it today. I mean, there's been some days in our last six months yeah. where I'm down for the count. And you're like, I got this deal. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. I and mean, we just kind of move. It's it's a, it's an <clears throat> ebb and flow. And there was a time a couple years ago when I was just feeling overwhelmed. I had experienced you know, the trauma again of three grand losing three grandparents and all these different new things of change that I didn't know what to deal with, how to deal with them. 
Um, and I remember going, I had seen a counselor and then I had seen a medical doctor to talk about, okay, is there something I need for this new anxious feeling that I'm feeling? Um, I was starting to learn some tools and some rhythms. Um, <clears throat> and I can talk about those more, but I remember coming home and talking to you, telling my counselor and doctor, I'm going to talk to my husband about it. He lives with me. He knows me. Um, and just get his perspective. I trust him. And I remember you writing on a sticky note, permission to rest and be still. And that you giving me that prescription instead and saying, I, I don't believe that you medicating your chaos will be beneficial. Hmm. How about instead you rest and be still? And I, I didn't think I ever had permission to do that before. I wore the superwoman cape so well. Like, talk about the yeah. every time somebody would say, I don't know how you do it all. I mean, I, my shoulders would puff up. I mean. Jock jams start playing in the background. Totally. Yeah. I didn't know I wrote you that script. That's yeah. a good script. And, and even, even in that, I had to realize that, like, in taking the cape off, I thought it was going to take, like, mega strength and grit. And it's the same thing of when you encouraged me to start playing tennis, and I was so bad at tennis because I am strong and fast, and it was all the wrong things for the game of tennis. I needed flow and not force, and I was so much better at force than I was flow. But it has been even such a beautiful metaphor, even when I still go play, is this is about slow and easy and effortless, and it's not about strong and fast. And okay. to me, I had to learn it was way more about surrender than strength. Um, and for so long, I tried to bear and grit the anxiety with strength. And in that moment of you writing me that script, it introduced me into the gift that surrender was. So the invitation then, in conclusion, for this middle passage uh, of surrender and letting go, what what would you say is the invitation? What's available? Oh. What's to be had? I mean, our mantra, all there's left to do is enjoy. Let's go. How much do you love these mantras? <laughs> Um, I love that. More than you used More to. More than I used to. Um, but it is so true. All there's left to do is enjoy. And in the surrender, in the being, in the looking at the people's faces that are right in front of us, in the conversations that I intentionally have because I don't have a bunch of false community on my phone, um, everything that I have surrendered has produced more fruit than anything I tried to gain with strength. Hmm. My The rhythms of my, instead of going and hitting the pavement to run as a rhythm, that was about strength improving something. And now the rhythm is my nightly evening bath with lavender Epsom salt. It's the opposite of like my feet on pavement to my body weightless in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like all of these rhythms that I have implemented um, for that rest and being still um, have invited me more and more into that all there's left to do is enjoy. Yeah, joy. That's what we're after. Mm. Peace, contentment, rest, renewal. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Bryn Murphy... Gustafson. I mean, how Fred many Murphy. years? Fred Murphy is in the house. Um, all right. Well, my senses are you're going to need to come on again. I'm surprised you got what? me here in the first place. But we're sitting. I'd like to paint the picture of where we're sitting. Yeah, we're, we're at sitting a little kid's table. At our girl's art table in their little playroom. Yeah. And it was, I guess, the perfect place to get me to share back, the things I wouldn't have said maybe in your... Back to innocence. Back to yeah. back to Playland. It's mm, good. Um, all right. Well, thanks for coming on. Beautiful conversation. We literally have gone an hour. So. Thanks for having me. Um, 
until next time, be, th- be thinking about what you want to come on next oh, with your gosh, work in the no. world. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. Hey, before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe right there on your phone. That's probably where you're listening. Uh, and if you enjoyed this, would you mind leaving us a review? One of the things that we're wanting to do is get this information out to as many people as we can. And we are finding that uh, when people leave good, true, and beautiful reviews, uh, that helps us get this information out more and more to people all across the world. I do not take it lightly uh, that you invite me to ride shotgun with you in your car. Uh, You allow these conversations to be a part of your jogs. You allow these conversations to be a part of the communities and families and businesses that you've been entrusted. Uh, I do not take that lightly at all, and I am thrilled uh, that you have joined us here at this table, at this conversation. There's always a seat left. There's always room for more. Uh, And we are just so grateful for you guys joining us here at Good, True, and Beautiful. And as you approach this week, may you pause by the orchid. Listen to the bluebirds sing and be love.